0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You are with Lyle and... Minnie! Minnie! How are you this morning, Minnie?
1: Look, I'm actually very thankful for people in my life. Like on the way here I was messaging my sister... But let me – actually, you, you know what? I'm going to tell you a quick story. This is a shout. I have the best big brother in the world. I'm just – I
0: just see the best. This is – this is uh, this is definitely possibly very true. <laughs> your big brother is awesome.
1: He's just the best. Like I got home yesterday from the radio and um, he'd message me being like, hey, um, can I send something – like, oh, what's your address again or will you be home or whatever? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I – both of us are quite transient, so when we have a stable place, if we need to use the other person's address, which is very rare because we're both quite transient, it's like, yeah, yeah, just use my address and we'll deal with it later if we need to. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, he's getting a package, sweet. I'll just give it to him whenever I see him next. Could be in three months. And anyway, when I get home, I'm like, oh, yeah, your package is here. And he's like, oh, it's for you. And he got me tools. I just love that he got me tools.
0: Your brother is – okay, so he wins. He Doesn't he? he? totally wins this more, I've just got to say – he totally He's the best What kind of tools Did he get you So
1: he got me a drill A drill set And a hammer and See
0: he, a drill Drill bits And a hammer Yep so A electric whole drill. little
1: box I can't remember What the brand was. So is. it's an
0: electric drill Or battery drill No
1: electric drill electric Oh drill? Mm, What's is got the difference it a battery on it Or does
0: it plug into the wall
1: Huh Look,
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know. So
0: Minnie has tools, but she's not sure no, what she has. But this is
1: why I love Chris. But it makes,
0: it makes holes in things. It
1: does. This is why Chris is amazing. You know how people talk about the love language, right? We all yes. have different things. So yes. I don't need gifts, but if I get given gifts, I appreciate them. Chris is not that. Chris would much rather money because he wants to buy what he wants. Yes. But he remembers this about me, remembers that I've been like, I'd love to be more practical. So he doesn't go, you're not, so I won't get you anything. He goes, I'll get you something to help you be that. I just think he's the best.
0: So what are you going to go and drill holes in? I have to I have to I have to know. Well,
1: I don't know yet. Because okay. I had to do an assignment. <laughs> but anyway, he's
2: the best. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different Alright, so okay. what is
0: happening in the world of positively different news Apart from the fact that uh, we can thank God for another year of many being here
1: Absolutely Actually, I was just saying to you guys off air But I'm going to tell you guys about well. This is part of my good news So it's also, it's my birthday But it's also been four years since I decided to follow Jesus um, Which is, for me, it's quite good news, I think um, So
0: how did that happen on your birthday?
1: Well, okay, so I was practising in New Orleans um, My first two years of study and Epic
0: city, love in the world. Oh,
1: it's amazing. It's
0: different, isn't it? It's it is so different. <laughs> yeah. It is so different from any other city in the US.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, and anyway, so I was, I think I was so me and another prac student, I think, were house sitting for a parent who had some connection to the school over there that I was at. And um, it was super fun. Like, we were just chilling out. Anyway, I was like, where's the closest, um, the closest church? Um, so I just Google it Ephesus. Seventh Adventist church Sweet know nothing about it Rock up It's a very I felt like I was in a movie It was a very African-American Gospel church And I was like This is amazing
2: <laughs> Like the
1: singing was there The preaching You know There was all the amens And just all the things That Australians often aren't You know Yes
0: um, <laughs> Yes If you ever get a chance To uh, to worship in a uh, in an African-American church uh-huh. It's a very different experience
1: Yeah It was amazing But anyway there's Then this guy got up to preach Cannot remember his name What he preached about What the appeal was It was a, amazing Amazing sermon. I remember that. I remember like, oh, massive guy, as in like very tall, like just, just a giant of a man. I was just like, oh, if I didn't know that you were preaching the word of God, I'd be very scared of you. Like, you know, he had the big, like yes. booming kind of yes. thing. Anyway, so he makes this appeal, and I'm like, oh, no, nah, I don't want to go up because um, it was like you know it wasn't a big church but it was like come to the front and I that year had been oh there'd been a whole bunch of my journey which I won't go into but basically 2015 I had been like I'm done with church like I'm actually properly out now which I'd really been it slowly kind of on my way out for a few years and then yeah went through just stuff um nothing bad just you know like I was quite depressed that year and and so then the following year I had at the start of the year gone, and I fu- went camping for three days. I was fasting and praying because I was like, "Right, we're going to sort this out." And um, I was so bored; I didn't want to read my Bible. It was just all these different things. But I came away being like, "Right, Jesus, like, I'm going to, I want to give you some time this year." And it was just a journey of um, really finding the grace of God uh-huh. and just spending a lot of time, very honest prayers, um, a lot of grappling, a lot of questions, um, and then I got to this point where I had been spending so much time in my year, kind of unintentionally with Jesus, but just he was my go-to. He was when I was like, man, I need to talk about this. Like, let's, hang on, I don't really understand this thing. And um, yeah, so I was sitting there in this church and, um, you know, the appeal was kind of coming to me and then I was like, I've kind of missed it next week, next week. And there was just this loving, gentle kind of voice in my head that went, but why wait? Like, what's why, why next week? And so I was like, yeah a good point and so just uh, yeah just in my heart I just had this like conversation with God and I was like all right like obviously you know I think often decisions aren't just that one moment they are a lead up from a whole bunch of smaller moments like we often view the the big moments as a thing that define an experience but but yeah and so it was then and it was just it was kind of cool that I was like I was in this church it was my birthday I was in New Orleans um and I was like all right do you see it like I was go. And then seven months later, I was baptised. And then a month after that, I started volunteer Bible working with you at Maitland Church. Um, yeah, anyway. Bit so of a
0: whirlwind here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in, in, when, the, when, the, when the pastor made the appeal, did you actually go down the front or did you make that decision? No,
1: no. Yeah, because I, um, yeah, it was just big and like there was music and I was like, oh, I was a bit overwhelmed. And I didn't, I, d- I never liked being in the center of attention. Sure, ever. yes. I do think – I actually think appeals are really valuable because you are being called to make a decision.
0: That's right, and you won't do it if you don't, if you're not asked.
1: Um, But then it it was kind of by the point I was like, oh, no, no, I should go down the front. And, you know, it was like five metres away. It wasn't far. Um, I was like, oh, it's kind of at the end now. Like, you know, maybe – and so, no, I was just sat in my seat and I was just like, yeah, all right. And then I went back the next week and it was just – you know when It's like you have a little secret. That you're like it's a nice secret but other people don't necessarily know and and so for me you know I only went there I think the two or three weeks that I was over there but it'll always be like a quite a special place just because I'm like yeah I made a decision to like follow Jesus with my life there.
0: The pastor that was there has he ever heard your testimony? Does he know? Probably not. You should tell him. You should tell I him. You should. You should totally well, I don't tell him. His you know, name. four years ago, back in your church, I yeah. made a decision. I should. not Hey, do you know why it's called the Ephesus First Church? Sorry, the Ephesus Church. I just. I was going to say I?
1: probably to do with the first church. That's right, because in America,
0: one of the things they love to do is when you build a church, if it's the first one of that denomination in that particular city, you'll call it. First church. Oh. But if somebody's already built a church with that denomination, then that's already gone. So you can't take first, see, <laughs> so take Ephesus because in the seven churches in Revelation, it's the first one.
1: That's so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's epic. And uh, they particularly do that with cultural churches because mm. uh, if somebody's taken the first church, it's like, well, Ephesus is a bit lame if somebody's actually already been there first and if you're building a church, and but because it's a cultural church, it's still the first one of that culture.
1: Uh-huh. gotcha, gotcha.
0: But you can't call it first because somebody else has that sequel, so Ephesus.
1: <laughs> That's so good.
0: American culture is so interesting. It is, it is. Okay, 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 okay. what have we got here? Uh, happy birthday, Minnie. May the Lord oh. bless you and keep you faithful till his return. You hope you have a great day.
1: Ah, from a listener. That's so, so nice. if you'd
0: like to text something in um, and wish Minnie a happy birthday today, then please do so. And share your bi- favorite Bible verse. Mm,
1: she would She would enjoy that. All right. Shall I tell a really short other news you story? You shall. You <laughs> shall. Look, We'll see what we can do. Okie dokie. So researchers of England's University of Leeds have been researching why we like to watch cute um, videos of uh, animals of cute video. Uh, hmm. Videos of cute animals. (laughs) And basically, they have found that, um, like pictures are good, videos are better. Obviously, real life experience is the best, but it actually has a physically calming effect on us. So heart rate decreases, anxiety levels, like what people feel of anxiety decreases. Um, and, um, so they, they had 19 participates who were about to take an exam and were quite stressed. And they, I think it was about 90 minutes before. And then they asked all of them and 15 out of the 19 said all of them had decreased rates of stress. Okay, so
0: if you have high stress today, if you're feeling anxiety, go and dose yourself, douse yourself in puppies.
1: Yes, that's the one. And you will come away feeling (laughs) Feeling better, infinitely better.
0: You will feel the love, they will crawl all over you and uh, lick you on the face even if you don't want that. But um, yes, that's what... That's, That's the, what you should do. <laughs> there's the prescription right there. <laughs> You're
2: listening to The Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Liam just
1: nailed that timing. Uh, oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, putting his back on.
2: <laughs> yep, just comes walking <laughs> in his, room, uh, yeah.
1: with his hot
0: chocolate, <laughs> 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 um, getting ready. This is his breakfast. Very nutritional breakfast right here. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so domestic violence is a major issue and a really horrific issue mm. uh, in Australia, in America and, you know, Uh, most developed countries. In fact, all developed countries. Some of the drivers for domestic violence uh, begin with a person who is possessively jealous, a substance abuser, and a controller. Mm. So if you are with somebody who demonstrates those kinds of uh, characteristics, then you are probably in danger of domestic violence as well, and you need to to stop and think really, really hard about your relationship choices. Um, three women a day in the United States, I mean, that is a big population, 330 million people, but three, million, three women a day die in the United States from domestic violence, um, which is you know, a, a major uh, tragedy. Oh, yeah. Now, in Australia, we have over one million people who either speak no English or very, very limited English. And what often happens is that these two things are linked together. So if you get somebody who's possessively jealous, a substance abuser and a controller mm. and you are their partner and they want to control you and they speak you know, a level of English... Then what they found here in Australia is that they will simply stop the partner from learning any English, because when a person learns English, that um, opens the door for education, it opens the door for work, it opens the door for uh, independence, it opens the door for mobility, for being able to you know get a driver's license, move around, and do all these kind of things. And so you find that a lot of a lot of people that immigrate to Australia from countries where um, you know particularly men controlling women, they will often stop the women from the spouse mm. from learning English or the other thing that they're seeing happening in Australia is a situation where men will, who are Australians and have grown up in Australia will marry somebody from overseas. Mm. They probably speak the same language as the person who's coming from overseas but then teach them no lang- no English and ensure that they learn no English because that way they can maintain control.
1: How do you actually combat that, though?
0: Okay, Australian government has.
1: Oh, brilliant, brilliant.
0: Yes. Uh, So the foreign partner visa now requires Ah. either a certain level of English or 500 hours of free English classes.
1: Amazing. Okay, that's that's actually really good, isn't it? That's very yeah, good. That's, that's
0: very very well smart way. Uh-huh. Very smart way of combating that.
1: Yeah. Because I was going to say, unless they have friends here, like you, it's really hard to even meet people if they are struggling to speak English. They're not necessarily going to be interacting exactly. in a place. And if I don't speak, you know, whatever language, and
0: and people become incredibly isolated. Yeah. They become incredibly depressed. There's a massive level of culture shock. Uh, and it's incredibly unhealthy. Mm. And so the Australian government has recognised it and gone, you know what, you can't control people this way anymore. Mm. If you want that visa for your spouse or your partner, then they're going to be learning English. Uh And uh once they learn English, then, hey, education, work, mobility, independence, it's all theirs. Yeah, so very very cool. I uh, it's always good to see something like that happen in Australia. Domestic violence is something that um, is a major issue. We are going to I'm going to bring this issue up with uh, David Haupt, mm. I think next week to talk about. Uh, it's it's time we had a, an, another conversation on on domestic violence and uh, yeah the dangers that it, that it poses and you know what some of the risk factors are. Uh, how you can you know be aware if you're in a dangerous situation, and then what do you do? How do you get out of a dangerous situation if you find yourself there? Mm. Okay, we spoke about this before. The the Netflix film called Cuties, which is basically paedophile porn, yes, uh, that is now streaming in Australia. Don't ask me how it ever got classification. Um, it did get an MA fifteen plus, but that's incredibly mild compared. To it's just it should be it should be illegal.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who
0: made these, the people who made this film, should be going to jail, and the children who acted in it should be receiving therapy. Yeah, it's like what's going on in our world.
1: There's been a lot of backlash about this. Yes, oh yeah, we talked about this, didn't we?
0: Okay, so a Texas grand jury has just served Netflix an indictment for streaming child abuse (gasps) material.
1: Good, actually, Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, And so when you've got a Texas grand jury that is serving indictment on on Netflix for streaming child abuse material and yet it's getting classification in Australia?
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: What's going on? Namely, lewd... I don't even like to read this. Lewd exhibition of genitals and pubic area of uh, um, partially clothed... clothed, unclothed or partially clothed child which appeals to the purient interest in sex. No. This should not be on no, TV. Absolutely, this should not be on TV. Yep, because I mean, the simple reality is: okay, you put all those, uh, you know, M M fifteen plus whatever it is, up on the screen, and you've got your kids that are at home by themselves and often, you know, unattended. Do they really? Do they really go? Oh, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not qualified to watch that.
1: You know, if anything, I reckon it's probably one of those things that kids go, ooh. I get to watch a grown-up film, you know, like which I probably shouldn't watch. This is great.
0: We were all kids once, right? Exactly. We know how this works. We do,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And, and, well, the thing with this is that adults should not be watching this.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: No person should be watching. And this, you know, this is just that Netflix just hates your kids and it hates morality. Mm-hmm. What can I say? It's just the way it is. Um, the Australian Federal Police have been asked to investigate scenes which constitute child abuse material. So it would be really wouldn't it be amazing if the Australian Federal Police stood in and said, "Okay, let's take Netflix to court and let's also imprison the people who gave this classification for promoting child abuse material." You know, let's let's address let's the, the, the classification board, let's arrest those guys and lock them up. Mm. Let, let's send a very very clear message that this country will not tolerate child abuse material.
1: Absolutely, and because I've heard people say—not about this film—but I've heard people say, "Oh, but you know, with filmmaker, that you've got to allow freedom of creativity." I was like, "No, you don't."
0: No. No, like, no, you no, don't. You don't. Like, that's just. There are some things that should never be seen.
1: Absolutely, I'm like that's not like what, how is that helping anyone? Any human exactly. on this planet, It's not.
0: How? What? Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah, freedom to do that means a whole lot of destruction for a whole bunch of other people. Like that's not helpful to no. humanity.
0: No. This is a crime. Yeah, we need yeah. we need to recognize a crime for a crime. Okay, positive news: the big win in Victoria, uh, new COVID legislation that was had been written up and was uh, going to be put through by the Victorian government, stating that anyone. Mm. Any person can be an authorised of- officer to detain another person without warrants for an indefinite period, if, in the opinion of the person doing the detaining, they can cons- they the, the the person they were detaining was considered to be at high risk of non-compliant with non-compliance with emergency directions.
1: Wait, you're saying this is the positive news?
0: So this was okay. So this was what was. On the books to be passed in Victoria, which means that if, in my opinion, I think that you are at risk of not wearing a mask, Uh. I can detain you without a warrant indefinitely. Nah, I don't know about that. (laughs) Okay, imagine that in a domestic abuse situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the government has gone. Yeah. No, this was actually a bad idea, and they've taken it off. Good. There's a big win down there. A bit of a backlash coming through from Victorians. I think they've probably had enough. So uh, good to see a win happening down there.
2: You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joining us on the phone this morning
0: is Dr. John Ashton to talk about creation and the cell cycle. Uh, Dr. John Ashton, welcome to the show. Oh, hello, Lyle. Good to be here. Now, before we get started, there was something. there is something very, very special happening this weekend on creation.com. Wondering whether you can tell us about it real quick.
2: Oh, yes, that's right. Um, this weekend is um, on their website. You can click on a link that is a special um, showing of a new film or a new documentary that they've produced. Where they interview uh, a number of uh, leading scientists, including uh, Nathaniel Jason, um, who uh, earned his uh, doctorate uh, in um, molecular biochemistry uh, from uh, Harvard University in the Harvard Medical School, and there's also John Sanford. Um, Uh, One of the uh, early uh, genetic uh, pioneers uh, who was at uh, Cornell University and uh, Jason Lyle, another guy who has his uh, PhD in astrophysics, Um, and they're going to all be talking on the powerful evidence for creation and why evolution is absolutely impossible. So that's free only this weekend on creation.com. So if you google creation.com, their website will come up and right at the top as at the moment is a banner with a, a click here to watch the uh, the film. So it'll be available from Friday afternoon through till Monday afternoon to watch free, so yes, yeah, so I'm planning to to look at that, um, they've got other speakers too lined up, all, uh, all uh, guys with their doctorates in the areas and they'll be explaining the science, uh, yeah. so it should be a very interesting program. Mm. I'm definitely going to be watching Please.
0: that myself, really, really looking forward to it. Now, this will be available for sale after the weekend, but we get it for free over the weekend, is that how it goes?
2: That's right, yes. So you can watch the, uh, the movie free over the weekend on that website on the internet. And then of course they will be, uh, the GDG will be available to purchase then if, the uh, people who want to keep it or use it as a missionary outreach tool. Mm. So it's really a tremendous, a tremendous opportunity for, uh, folk to, to be updated on what the uh, latest evidence is that we have now that evolution is absolutely impossible and could not have happened. It um, it should be very exciting.
0: Mm. It does sound extremely exciting. Now, Dr. John Ashton, we're going to talk about, uh, thank you for sharing that with us, and I'm definitely going to be watching it myself, but this morning we're talking about the cell cycle. Um, What is the cell cycle? How does it give us evidence for creation and not evolution?
2: Okay, well, we often hear the, you know, people, Bandy, about the statistic that there's, um, you know, about 10 trillion cells in the human body, for example. And uh, if we think of a trillion, well, a trillion is a million million. So there's 10 million million uh, cells um, in the body. And of course, we know there's all different types of cells. So you've got brain cells, you've got liver cells, you've got skin cells, bone cells. But it's actually even more complex than that because when you say when we sort of think of a bone joint, like a knee joint, elbow, single knuckle, finger knuckle, something like that, then all the parts of that joint, uh, so like on the surface of the little ball that uh, moves on the joint, um, those cells are quite different to the main bone cell structure. They are made of special. They constitute special material. That is resistant to uh, wear and all this sort of thing and allows for slipping and then we have the cells that make up the different uh, lubricants and padding and we have the cells that make up the different tendons and muscles and so forth. so we have all these different types of cells and of course they are constantly being replaced as well, but they're replaced with different time cycles like some cells replace quite quickly like our skin cells and and this sort of thing. Other cells are replaced more slowly, such as uh, in the brain and and this sort of thing. Matter of fact, one of the interesting challenges for evolution to try and explain is that how memory can be preserved on cells that are changing. And so when you, for example, consider memory in your memory stick, your little hard drive, USB, or on your computer, you know, this is a solid-state device, Whereas in the brain, our cells are dynamic, they're changing, and yet memory is preserved. So there's lots of fascinating things there, but the cell cycle itself is how these cells are, are replaced. And of course, you know, mainly from, you know, biology, you can remember that you, you start off with the, uh, the main cell, and then it, it, it divides, um, and forms a daughter cell. And if we start from this little, little daughter cell, um, this new little cell that is formed. Um, it, it just sits there and it rests and it takes in nutrients and it increases um, in, uh, and begins to store energy and proteins. And then it goes into a uh, particular phase where it uh, begins to duplicate the DNA. And so this is called the synthesis phase. And uh, the cell continues to grow and uh, prepare for uh, division and so forth. And um, it then enters into the what we call the mitosis phase, where the uh, cell sort of uh, begins to divide into the two new daughter cells. And then we have the DNA as being packaged, but during and, and, and then it enters into the new daughter cells, put into the new daughter cells ready to uh, be separated away. And one of the things is that we've discovered now, of course, that the uh, checking phases. So during uh, the different phases, the, uh, there are molecular machines that actually repair the DNA. And they look for mutations so that mutations aren't passed on to the daughter cells, and so of course, sometimes this, this happens, uh, but um, the, uh, uh, the we have this mechanism there, and of course, this is very counter to um, you know the theory of evolution because evolution requires mutations. so it's very important to remember that we have these processes there, these uh, check processes. Now, the other cell thing is that there are certain proteins which we we call cyclins, and they're responsible for regulating the process of the cell cycle itself. So the concentration of these uh, proteins just rise and fall in a particular cycle. And so when a new cell forms, the level is quite low, and then slowly the level of cyclin builds up, increases, and therefore the cell begins to divide and and so forth. Now, this is very important because one of the classic things is that unless there is control and regulation of the cell, then you're just going to get runaway. You're going to get um, cells produced all the time. And, of course, this is what happens in cancer. As a matter of fact, there are two basic types of genes that control and regulate this cell cycle. One is called oncogenes, and the other one is tumour suppressor genes. And the oncogenes, actually, they move the cell cycle forward. Now, if they're mutated, they can be turned on to a constant on state so that the cell keeps on constantly dividing. And that's when we end up with a, with a cancer situation. So a mutation there leads to, to cancer now. It's sort of, uh, it's imagined that uh, the situation be like you're driving a car downhill and the accelerator becomes jammed on. You just keep on going, going, going. And, of course, that's what happens with our runaway cancer situation. But there's also a, another set of cells, there's the, the tumour suppressor genes, or genes rather, regulating the cell growth. And these, uh, they're like a brake pedal. Uh, and they slow down the cell uh, cycle. But again, if these genes get mutation and they lose their function, then they can be turned to a constant off state. So again, you've got no breaking. Now, this cell uh, cycle regulation by the cyclins and controlled by these genes is quite fascinating because all the different cells have different growth cycles and it's it's all regulated by clockwork. Now, this is powerful evidence of super intelligent design. For this system to arise by chance with all its control mechanisms and if the control mechanisms aren't there, everything just runs out of control. And secondly, all the different cells, as I said, have different regulators. They have different timelines involved in in their turnover. So when we look at this, it's just absolutely powerful evidence for design. Now, when evolutionists talk about evolution, right? And they talk about how, you know, fish evolved into amphibians by the development of legs and this, all this sort of thing. What they've got to say is that the new cells to produce the new body part, the DNA codes for those had to arise by chance, but also all the regulatory mechanisms so that they just fit and regulate just perfectly, also had to arise by chance. And we know that all, all these mechanisms that I've talked about, the cyclin, the uh, protein, all these oncogenes, all these chemicals that are involved in controlling life systems are all encoded for in a language. The DNA code is a language, and language is required for communication and and that code communicates it to the cell, so that the daughter cells replicate what the mother cell was, and so forth. So this whole system of biochemistry, and we've just talked about one little simple system in you know in humans, and of course there's similar systems in all mammals and indeed plants as well. But the um, it's so complex and it's so regulated, and it's all controlled by codes. To me, this is just overwhelming evidence of a creator, a highly intelligent creator that put together an extremely complex system. And for the evolutionist people to say that, hang on, this amazing system with all its checks and control arose by chance. And yet if we have chance mutations, we don't get some new body part. What we get is disease.
0: And this is, and, this is something uh, that's sort of jumping out to me as I'm listening to this, John, is that, okay, the, the, the first thing is that, Evolution requires mutations. The body is resistant yep. to mutations. It it uh, tries to. And when mutations come, we call it cancer, and we hate it. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a curse. It's an enemy to human beings. Uh, but if we were true, truly believed in evolution, then maybe we should embrace cancer because the more of them that we get, then maybe we'll get some new organ somewhere <laughs> in the future that might be beneficial.
2: Yeah, so of course, not all mutations lead to cancer, but they can lead to other diseases. As a matter of fact, uh, when I last uh, looked, there were over ten thousand genetic diseases registered on the Johns Hopkins uh, uh, disease data bank uh, uh, data list uh, there uh, that are caused by mutations, genetic mutations. So, there's over ten thousand human diseases that are caused by mutations. So. Um, in the code, we, so we don't see new beneficial things, you know, occurring. Uh, what we see is this rundown and this increase in disease, and the number of diseases caused by mutations is increasing. But of course, cancer is a very, very common one caused by um, a runaway in the control process in the cell cycle, um, and uh, because of again mutations that uh, can occur in those uh, control mechanism genes. So,
0: yeah,
2: yes. Where everywhere we're looking stuff. at, what, what was that? I say,
0: fascinating stuff, John. It was just uh, yeah, yeah. We've, got, we've got we've got modern medicine that is actually fighting against mutation. So we could say that modern medicine is kind of set up to fight against um, the process well, of evolution.
2: Yes, yes, that's exactly right. And when we look at the complexity of biochemistry that we're understanding now, and so many systems are like this. Now, we, we could talk about the little molecular machines that uh, are there, like kinesin, a little uh, motor that actually walks along and, and transfers proteins through the cells. Um, and these amazing machines, some of you might have seen animations of this little machine that actually walks along and carries like a little sack of proteins to the new site. The, the, there are so many amazing molecular machines that are also operating uh, within our body and within cells themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's whole, this whole system reeks of design, you know, a brilliant engineering design, not not random mutations producing some amazing system that works. So Absolutely. I think it's really powerful evidence for, for a creator. And I think, you know, we need to have so much confidence in creation. It can't be taught in schools. That's the, you know, just the, the legal system, unfortunately, at the, at the way it is now that, um, you know, sort of people uh, who are politically active in science have just, um, Hijacked the, the education system and forced uh, evolution on everybody. But when we look at it, it's absolutely impossible. And as Christians, we need to have confidence in that and that we can believe God's account.
0: Dr. John Ashton, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, amazing interview once again, as always.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.